Welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies. The Phillies took care of business over the weekend against the San Diego Padres. Now they prepare for a series with the Milwaukee Brewers, where we're supposed to see Bryce Harper's debut at first base. How will that affect the team and what ripple effects will it have? Also, is a good Aaron Nola showing up tonight? He gets the first start of the series. We'll see. He's been very coin flip all year, and we'll go through our off-the-pole results from Friday's episode. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked on Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball on the radio on 97.5 The Fanatic and NBC Sports Philadelphia on the TV uh, for years here in the Philadelphia market. My second year as the host of Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you uh, get your podcasts. If you're not checking us out on YouTube, go ahead and check it out. I think it's the best way to consume Locked on Phillies. And if you enjoy what you're uh, seeing there on the YouTube, subscribe to Locked on Phillies. It's really simple. doesn't cost you anything. takes like two seconds seconds and you get notifications when new episodes are posted so i really appreciate you doing that helps me out significantly today's episode of locked on phillies is brought to you by ebay motors a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle so for parts that fit head to ebay motors and look for the green check stay in the game with ebay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply. Thank you so much to our friends over at eBay Motors for sponsoring uh, today's episode. Now, let's jump into what we have going on currently with the Philadelphia Phillies, and that is an interesting series with the, uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers tonight at home at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies, again, the most home games in baseball in the second half of the season, so you're going to be hearing a lot about Philadelphia Phillies home games, and the Brewers are in town, and they right now sit atop the NL Central, and they're coming in for a three-game set, Two night games and a day game. I just did a crossover yesterday uh, with um, with Chuck Freeman of Locked On Brewers, and that was a very fun little look into what's going on with the Brewers and confidence or maybe lack of confidence with where that team is right now and uh, how that compares to the Phillies. Either way, they'll take on the Phillies 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the hometown radio broadcast, the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And the biggest thing that I'm looking for during this series is Bryce Harper's debut at first base per the Phillies. It's coming in the series against Milwaukee. Don't know what day it's going to be. Don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow or the day game on uh, Thursday. Not sure exactly when he's going to debut, but it's a big change for the Philadelphia Phillies coming up. And let me tell you why. First off, Bryce Harper, there's no guarantee he's going to be good at first base. I think he's going to be because he came up as a catcher when he was a young player. Like He originally came into the league as a catcher, then got moved to the outfield to try and preserve his career when people realize, oh, this guy's going to be one of the greatest hitters of all time. Let's not put him back there and have him get hurt every year playing catcher. So uh, that's when he moved to the outfield. But the fact that he played catcher, which I personally hold as the most difficult position to play defensively in baseball, that shows that he has the reaction time and the hands and everything like that able to do this. But first base is a different, there are different footwork mechanics and everything you got to work through. So we got to see if, if Harper is uh, going to be 
good enough over there at first base defensively to warrant playing him there every day. You also have to see how the elbow holds up. I mean, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. While first base is a less throwing intensive position than most on the field, probably all other positions on the field, you still got to throw the baseball points. Is he going to be okay to throw the ball? And what does that set him up for as far as additional injury? Hopefully nothing, but that's another thing that's going to be in the back of my mind every time I watch him even throw the ball around the horn or catch a ground ball that he's got to make a throw on or toss the ball back to the pitcher after a pickoff. All this stuff is stuff that you've got to consider when it comes to what you should look for with Bryce Harper playing first base. And you also have to think about what it does to the team ripple effect wise. So yeah, Kyle Schwarber can go to DH, which is great because he's been a major negative out there in left field. But what does that mean that your lineup looks like? Uh, Bryce Harper at first, JT catching. Bryce is not obviously the second trade turner shortstop. You have someone pitching. Third base is going to be Alec Bohm, and your infield is set. Nick Castellanos is moving out of right field, but then you have center field and left field to worry about if Kyle Schwarber is going to DH. Uh, does Brandon Marsh stay in center field? Do you trust Johan Rojas to play every day in center field until you work out something else with Christian Pache currently having surgery to fix some screw in his arm? That's it. He's in a weird situation where they're not sure when he'll be back or if he'll be back. I mean, there's confidence he'll be back at some point this season, but that to me sounds like September. Right now, folks, we're in mid to late July, so it's going to be a while until you have Christian Pache back. Is Johan Rojas going to be able to play every day in the outfield like that alongside Brandon Marsh? Maybe. I think there's a trade deadline move coming, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later on when we get closer to the trade deadline, what I think that move is going to be. But for right now, the lineup would include Marsh in center field and Johan Rojas in left field. Now, you say Johan Rojas has been really good out in center. Why move him to left? I think the Phillies might feel more comfortable with Marsh, who's played a bunch of games at the major league level in the outfield, than just giving Johan Rojas center field to cover with Nick Castellanos uh, over there in left or in right. But that's kind of just me splitting hairs. If the Phillies came out and said Rojas is going to play center, Marsh is going to play left, you're still such a better defensive baseball team than what you had with Kyle Schwarber out there in left field. None of these things are bad things. They're all just things we have to consider as Bryce Harper makes his way into the first base position. And it's also how often can he play first base? It doesn't sound like it's going to be an everyday thing for Harper, at least at the start. Sounds like a trial, see how he feels, check the elbow, take it easy. And this could end up meaning that on those days he doesn't play first, maybe he's going to need a day off from DH because he threw at first base and his elbow's sore and they don't want him doing any activity with it. So there are risks involved with this as well. The best version of this Philadelphia Phillies team, though, I firmly believe, has Kyle Schwarber in the DH spot. And anytime you can get him there, like that's great for the organization and for their chances of success. Bryce Harper at first base might not be, but frankly, Kyle Schwarber's been the worst defender in baseball. In left field, not for left fielders. No, he plays left field and he's been the worst defender in all of baseball this year. So to get him out of the lineup is an absolute win at the base level. We just have to consider some of the fringe things that are going with it. So those are my thoughts, but I'm super excited to see Bryce Harper play first base, play the field for the first time since, man, a long time and over a year since Bryce Harper played the field, because remember he was DHing partway through last season because he had the elbow issues and everything and the thumb deal where he got hit by that pitch by Blake Snell uh, against the Padres out there in San Diego. He's just had a rough go of it lately that has kept him out of the field. 
the other thing, the one more thing I just want to talk about real quick is longevity. Does Bryce Harper have a career ahead of him at first base? Or is Reese Hoskins going to come back? Is Derek Hall getting opportunity? Now you have to figure out what to do with Derek Hall. Is he just a nice bench bat, uh, a left-handed bench bat? Sure, that'd be cool. But then when Josh Harrison comes back from injury, does he go down? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that gets shifted around by Bryce Harper playing first base in an already crowded infield space. Uh, When does Edmundo Sosa get games in? Like, is he only playing every, like, fifth, sixth day when one of these guys needs a rest? So – all this stuff needs to be considered, and the longer Bryce Harper plays at first base, the more it'll become clear. But we're going to get our first glimpse in this series against the Brewers. Hopefully it goes well. I do think it makes this team a better team overall. Just a complicated, better team. But listen, I can't lie to you and say I'm not excited to see it. I'm excited to see Bryce Harper walk out of the uh, dugout with a glove on his hand for the first time in what feels like forever. So, yes, Bryce Harper playing first base is coming your way in this series. And those are my thoughts on what to watch for and what the uh, the overarching, I'll call them again, ripple effects will be from this move by the Phillies. Coming up, we're going to preview tonight's game. We're going to talk a little bit about Aaron Nola, good Aaron Nola versus bad Aaron Nola. Who do you see tonight? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But I'll talk to you about my thought process on it coming up uh, as we continue Locked On Phillies. All right, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sleeper. Tonight, I'm thinking about the over on Aaron Nola's strikeouts. I'm thinking about the over on hits for Bryson Stott. I mean, the kid is just, he's a machine, and when he has series where he has okay series, he normally follows them up with very good series. And you know what? I think Trey Turner's going to get hot, too. I like the over in his hits. And if I think I'm getting good Aaron Nola, you could look at anyone on the Brewers lineup who an offense that's struggling, and you could try and take the under on uh, their number of hits. Why am I talking about all this? Well, listen, hear me out. This will grab your attention. Do you want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball? Well, Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. You can choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. You get your picks right, you could win big, okay? Sleeper is awesome. It's so easy to use. The interface is great. You just go ahead and select it. It's such a good daily fantasy app to give yourself a chance to win some money. And uh, you got to go ahead and check it out. They've got all the props you can need and everything like that. Like I said, hit strikeouts, home runs, all that good stuff. And you can pick from like any player in baseball, basically, to go ahead and get that squared away. And it's basically like building out an eight-leg parlay. Uh, Anytime you want through the daily fantasy app, I mean, Fantasy season for regular, like, year-long fantasy is, I mean, you're done. If you're not good at this point, your team's not good. But your buddies weren't going to give you 100 times your money anyway. You might as well play Sleeper. It's safe and fast withdrawals. makes it really easy to use. I can't recommend it enough how much fun it is and how convenient it is to go ahead and be able to do that right on an app and interface as easy as Sleeper. So go ahead and check it out. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll also get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, let's preview game one. Philadelphia Phillies versus Milwaukee Brewers. Again, this is 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. The Brewers come down. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast uh, of that game on the SiriusXM app. 
just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to pull up everything there. So check out our friends over at Sirius XM with that. And uh, the pitching matchup in this one is Aaron Nola versus Julio Tehran. Now here are the numbers for the year so far. Nola, eight and six. So the record doesn't look awful, but the 439 ERA for a pitcher of his caliber is not great. And the 1.11 whip is continuing to get worse. Over 119 innings pitch for Nola. Tehran has had a little bit less uh, experience this season. He's two and three win loss record in only 47 innings pitched, but he's got a 364 ERA and a 1.02 whip, and he's been good recently. He struck out 32 in those 47 innings, so the Phillies can afford to be patient on him a little bit. But uh, he's a it's a situation where he's an interesting right-handed pitcher who's I mean, this is what the Brewers are doing, right? Corbin Burns, very good. Yes. But the Brewers have kind of built this rotation out of journeymen guys that have been okay other places or good other places and have become really good this year. And that's why they're 52 and 42 and in first place in the NL Central. And Tehran's one of those guys. He's going to give the Phillies a little bit of a tough time tonight. It's not going to be uh, an easy task, but again, righty versus a lefty heavy lineup like the Phillies have, that certainly lends towards the Philadelphia Phillies uh, playing good baseball tonight offensively. And Aaron Nola has some opportunity because of how, I guess, impotent doesn't sound like the right word to use, but in the baseball sense it is, uh, this Brewers lineup is, they don't really create a lot of offense. They win a lot of like one nothing, 2 nothing games. Uh, Willie Adamas was leading their team in home runs. He's got 16. Kyle Schwarber's got 25, nearly 10 more. Christian Yelich having a resurgent year. For the Milwaukee Brewers. He's really good. We'll talk more about him in a second. He's got a 286 average. Bryson Stott's hitting over 300 at 303. And Yelich has 49 RBIs. Again, really good year for Christian Yelich. He's been really hot as of late. But Alec Bohm's got 58 RBIs. It's just, yeah, the Brewers are a good team. The Phillies create more offense. So as long as you get solid pitching, you should be able to shut this lineup down. Here is, by the way, the lineup that the Brewers are going with tonight. It'll be Yelich. Contreras, Adamas, Winker, Miller, Tapia, Monasterio, Tarang, Weimer in the lineup for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Phillies. Uh, just taking a look at it right now. Uh, they got their lineup out as I was doing this episode, so we will not see Bryce Harper at first base tonight. There's some news for you. Schwarber's going to play left, Turner, shortstop, uh, Castellanos, right field, Harper, DHing in the cleanup spot, Romito, Stott a little bit lower down there uh, at seven. Seven, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Alec Bone batting seventh to third base. Brandon Marsh in center field. And Derek Hall is going to play first base and bat ninth. Um, let's just go ahead and look at Aaron Nola's numbers versus this Milwaukee lineup. Now, Yelich is batting 333 against him. That's not a great sign as far as that's concerned. And Ramiro Tapia is batting 333 as well. Four for 12. Yelich is 10 for 30. Uh, Wilson Contreras is four for 15 career against Nola, 267. William Adamas, though, is 0 for 5, and Jesse Winker is 3 for 14 for a 214 average. Everyone else hasn't seen him, so Miller, Monasterio, Terang, and Weimer have not seen Aaron Nolan before. And when I talked with Chuck Freeman, who hosts Locked On Brewers, and we did our nice little crossover yesterday, he definitely told me there are going to be some names that are trotted out to you, like who are these guys and why are they on a major league lineup? And that's why the Brewers uh, – I'm expecting two out of three from the Phillies against the Brewers because I think this team is out over their skis, and I think they're a product of a bad division. And I think that creates a real opportunity for the Phillies. It's a 52-42 and 42 record for the Brewers, a 51-42 and 42 record for the Phillies. The record would say these teams are even, but the skill level would suggest that they're not. 
Now, the Phillies lineup as well seems to have had some success against Iran uh, as of late, or I guess career-wise. Kyle Schwarber's 5 for 12 against him, 417 average. He sees him well. Trey Turner's 10 for 25. That's a 400 average. Uh, Nick Castellanos, it's only 1 for 4, but that's 250. Bryce Harper's 19 for 47 against him. Seen him a lot, and he's bats 404 in his career. Uh, and J. Trimito, 7 for 30 for 233 average. That's not great. But, I mean, the top five guys in the lineup have all seen him, and some have seen him a bunch in Romito and Harper and Turner's case. So that's a situation where I say, okay, these guys are due to create some uh, some opportunities. Of those 19 hits Bryce Harper has against them, nine of them are home runs. He has 21 RBIs and 47 at-bats. That is what you call killing a guy. And Bryce Harper kills Julio Tehran when he sees him. That's another thing to keep an eye on for Harper in tonight's game. He could be the X factor. He could get that power stroke back. We saw him go yard against the San Diego Padres this weekend. Maybe he continues that with a home run tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers because of that uh, that matchup. So I don't know. I look at it and I look at the ESPN analytics. And according to the ESPN analytics, the Phillies have a 62.7% chance to win tonight as opposed to a 37.3% chance for Milwaukee. Phillies minus 210 on the money line. It's just everything points towards the Phillies should win this game. You don't win all the games you should, though, especially when Aaron Noll is on the mound. Can he be good enough? I think he can tonight. I think he's going to be the good version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I asked somebody today which one was the good one. I think Dr. Jekyll is the nice one. So I'm going to go with he's Dr. Jekyll tonight. I, I don't know. Whatever one is the good one, I think you get good Aaron Nola tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers in South Philly and start this uh, series off on a high note. Give yourself an opportunity to go for the series win tomorrow and then maybe even the sweep in the day game on Thursday. So those are my thoughts on the uh, the matchup with the Brewers. Coming up next, we're going to do off the poll. I'm going to react to the off the poll responses from the question on Friday about where the Philadelphia Phillies are going to finish when everything's all said and done in the standings. So we have that coming up. I do want to let you know one more time that game we just previewed, Phillies Brewers, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from Citizens Bank Park. And you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you can pull that up. Shout out to our friends at Sirius XM for uh, hooking us up with that uh, partnership and playing all those games on their airwaves. So go ahead and check out the game that way if you want to go listen to uh, the hometown radio broadcast. All right, we'll get into off the poll coming up and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, it's time for off the poll. Now, if you're not familiar with this, because I haven't done this segment in a minute, you might be one of our newer listeners. Basically what it is is Friday I put out a poll question. I read it here on the podcast. I said uh, what it was going to be, which is the question exactly. I want to get you exactly how I worded it. I worked kind of through it. I come up with a concept live on the podcast and I posted it, but very simple question here. The off the poll question for this weekend, where do you think the Phillies will finish in the standings? And you had four options, top wild card seed or better, second wild card, third wild card, or miss the playoffs entirely. I don't give my opinion, though, on the Friday episode because I don't want to bias anybody to changing their mind. I want to see what the unbiased mind of the fan base is and then react to it here on Monday, and we have the results. So, again, your options, top wild card seed or better, second wild card seed, third wild card seed, or miss the playoffs. Now, the good news, only 3% of responders said the Phillies are going to miss the playoffs. Not realistic to think they're going to at this point. They're good. Their schedule's advantageous. They play a lot of home games. They're starting to get hot. Uh, 
I, I think they've got to be a playoff team. It would be very disappointing if they don't end up making it in. They've got like a 70% chance for fan graphs uh, to make it in. That's their like playoff odds percentage. They're going to be a playoff team. Uh, now, the second highest, 21%, only 21%, so less than a quarter, said top wild card seed or better. I guess that percentage is saying the Marlins are pretty good and the Dodgers are pretty good and that AL West is going to have a couple really good teams, so that makes it hard to get the top wild card seed. I think the top wild card seed is very interesting, and I don't know that it's unrealistic, but apparently fans think it's the second least realistic option of these four. Uh, the third place is the third wild card seed, 26%. So over a quarter said the third wild card seed. Honestly, I'd be disappointed if they're the third wild card seed at this point. I think they're better than some of the teams above them that currently are in wild card standing. And I think they're better than the Brewers, who are a division leader. I don't know what happens in the NL Central the rest of the way, if the Reds make another push or anything like that. But I don't know. I think the Phillies can get to one of those top two wild card seeds. And apparently the majority of you do as well, because 50%, half of the responders said the second wild card seed is where they think the Phillies will finish. And it's not a bad spot. I don't mind that one bit. The second wild card seed is perfectly acceptable for me. I'd like the top wild card seed if possible, but second wild card seed is fine for me. I got no issue with that, even though what that would mean, if I remember correctly. So I think the third wild card seed goes on the road to play the lowest division leader, which would probably be the NL Central again. So they probably go see the Brewers. The second wild card seed is going to play the top wild card seed. Uh, which means you could be, instead of going to Milwaukee against the Brewers, you could be going to L.A. to face the Dodgers. Ooh, I don't really love the sound of that. Or Arizona to play that pesky Diamondbacks team. Uh, I mean, the Phillies are a good team in October, but that's uh, that's a very interesting dynamic. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. But those are your thoughts on Off the Pole. Uh, that's what you went ahead and responded. Thank you so much for checking us out on there and uh, being an interactive listener and follower of Locked On Phillies. And thank you for checking out today's episode. That's all for today. Uh, make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. Really appreciate all that. And uh, Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, has episodes every day. So guess what you get from me tomorrow? Whole nother episode. But for this one, I'm done. So thanks again for checking us all out. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.